What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, New Vision podcast friends. Missions Pastor Bob Landum here. Thank you for being a part of our community this morning. I say good morning because it always is for me, but whenever you're listening, good to be with you today. We're reading and wrestling with a passage today that challenges the notion that once we come to Christ, everybody in ministry, and certainly all those on the mission field, for heaven's sake, will always walk in agreement, always smile and greet one another with a holy kiss or the right hand of Christian fellowship. We'll always defer to the other and call one another brother and sister, hermano, hermana. You know, in more than 40 years of ministry, I can testify the hardest of the hard days in ministry are days spent at odds with in a broken relationship with a fellow servant of Christ. It feels so counter to the core of Christianity because it is. I think it grieves the Spirit mightily. We're considering a passage today that describes that scenario. Two brothers in Christ, leaders of the church, at such odds with one another that they part ways. Probably not with a warm and fuzzy hug either. So let's see what we can learn, just in case that should ever happen to someone you know. For context, The church is about 18 years post-resurrection. God's design for the Great Commission is revealing itself in Jerusalem and now Antioch, Judea, Samaria, even to the uttermost parts of the world. There appears to be structure and authority and an outward focus that's willing to take risks and adjust their understandings and interpretations for the kingdom. Everybody's on the same page, right? I mean, it's kumbaya time. Or maybe not. Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41. I'm reading from the New American Standard. Verse 36. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's return and visit the brothers and sisters in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul was of the opinion that they should not take along with them this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And now it turned into such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left after being entrusted by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he was traveling through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. You know, I'm glad we didn't gloss over this passage, maybe include it in a longer passage and play like it didn't happen. But what do we do with it? I mean, what can we learn from the awkwardness of a church fight? Well, first, I'm reminded that every time something like this happens, that from for some mysterious reason, God chooses to use people to accomplish his purposes. I truly marvel at that, y'all. 
I mean, what are you thinking, Lord? This is important work. Why do you give it to people to accomplish? People are moody. They're temperamental. They get really passionate, especially missions people, about their call in the kingdom. And they don't just bring the mission to their part of the mission. I mean, they bring their strengths and their weaknesses, too. They bring their Enneagram and their disc and their Myers-Briggs and their relationship with their mom or dad to the mission. And that's on a good day. On bad days, they bring their fallen flesh of selfishness and pride and fear and besetting sins that cloud clear thinking toward the real mission of the gospel. And when we look at this passage and see two key leaders serving sacrificially to establish and advance the gospel of grace and peace, and their relationship is broken, it's good to remember. God has chosen this. God has chosen this. Uh, Not the broken relationship, necessarily, but he has chosen to use people. And the most spiritually minded of which still have a limited perspective of God's perspective. Struggles with people this side of heaven is likely, no, is guaranteed if you are obedient to the call to take risks for the kingdom. I think another point, one that Cloud and I uh, were talking about as we were discussing this passage, there's no indication that either Paul or Barnabas stopped to pray and seek God's best in this conflict. I mean, it doesn't mean that they didn't. They probably did in their own time with the Lord. But it sure sounds like they both dug into their convictions from the very beginning, from the get-go. Looking back, somebody should have said something like, hey, we obviously disagree. There's truth in both perspectives. Let's take it to the Lord. Let's give it a few days of prayer and see what he says. But instead, Paul seems to have fallen back on his perspective. The work is too important to leave to a guy who can't cut it in the hard days. And Barnabas fell back on his. We, who are the elders, are called to encourage the brethren in their faith. Like I encouraged you, Paul, a few years back. Remember that? It it could be that because they didn't take it to the Lord, or at least it appears they didn't take it to the Lord, that they fell into either-or thinking. Either-or thinking. Either-or thinking says, it's either my way or no way at all. It's either some version of what we've always done or what we're not doing. We go with what we know or hunker down and go nowhere. But the Lord of glory calls us to new paths in every generation. These two guys raised in the Old Testament should have known better. The Old Covenant is full of examples of God bringing a new way, a third way, and a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth. God will always make a way. He is not limited to our limited either-or thinking. And I don't think he wants us to be either. So before we take our disagreements public, Let's be sure we take him to the Lord and leave room for him to find a better way that doesn't involve broken relationships with a brother or sister in Christ. You know, there is more in these few verses we could park on, we could take time with, we could invest in, but it's important as we wrap this up to see the hidden hero in this, the real example, the best example for us to follow in this passage. It's Luke. (laughs) Dr. Luke is the teacher for us. 
In obedience to the Spirit, he recorded the events without judgment or prejudice. In the flesh, he could have poured gas on the fire, couldn't he? Haven't we done that? Don't we like to create commentaries that don't do anything but keep the, the water stirred up and the gossip mill running? As a third-party observer, I've been guilty of saying something like, well, you know, I see both sides, but if you ask me, I think that's poison in the well, y'all. It's inconsistent with the example Dr. Luke sets for us in this passage. And that may be the message for you today. Your unsolicited commentary on somebody else's disagreement is probably not necessary. Thank you. Let's leave room for the Lord to work and not create more work by working with the enemy. So what happens? Should we just leave it there? Well, maybe. But here's what I'm taking away from what might feel like a failure in the church. God took this disagreement and doubled the missionary efforts of the church. God gave Barnabas yet another next-gen leader to encourage, mentor, and train. God called that young leader from desertion to distinction as the author of the Gospel of Mark. And God used Paul and Silas to take the gospel to some of the most inhospitable mission fields of the New Testament. And years later, God healed that broken relationship between Paul and Mark. Paul wrote in his second letter to Timothy, Only Luke is with me now. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. Now, it is awkward and draining to be in a broken relationship in church, y'all. It obscures the mission, wastes time, and presents a poor example to a lost world. Dr. Luke gives us an example in this passage of what to do and what not to do when the fellowship runs thin. Let's grow from it. We can still double the mission without the broken relationships. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm looking forward to what's next as we continue this journey through Acts, the book of risks. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.